Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. With the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Hello and welcome to another edition of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life where we talk about all things faith and finance. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. And my co-host today was filling in for our regular co-host, my partner, D.C. Marshall, is one of my favorite people in the world, Kamika Smith, founder of the Boss Network, Woman of Faith. Kamika, thank you for sitting in for D today. Welcome to the show. Listen, it's always an honor. And, you know, whenever I can represent you and Miss D. Marshall and our, our God and Savior, listen, yes. I'm always ready. <laughs> yes. And we and you, you're here for just a great conversation. It's, yeah. it's something you and I have talked about many times over the years. And that's about turning our thoughts into reality. Yes. You know, we, we have dreams. We have visions. Hopefully we have we, we think about what we want to accomplish. And everything we do starts out as a thought or an idea. Yeah. But the challenge of going from that to reality is a, is a big act of faith. I mean, talk about that. Once upon a time, the Boss Network was just an idea in your head. Um, Absolutely. And, and now it's get out to celebrate its 15th year, um, helping Black women entrepreneurs achieve great objectives over those years. So what say you? Listen, faith is everything. You know, what is it? Faith without works is dead. So there's some work that you got to do behind that. But it all starts with our mindset. You know, anything, wealth you know, any type of thing that we're creating that comes from God with a vision, it starts here. He puts that in our heart and in our mind. So I'm all about this conversation because it has literally been my journey. Um, I, I tell people all the time, entrepreneurship is a faith walk, right? And so you got to have that thing in your heart and in your mind before it actually can come into fruition. So yeah, I'm definitely on the same page and it has definitely been my life journey um, walking in that myself. Well, we have the perfect guest for this conversation She's probably your, your sister in many ways in terms of the work that you do. Yeah. She's all about the passion to empower, yeah. who has been building an empowerment empire for, wow, it's got to be, well, since 2006. That's a minute. Almost two More decades. Wow. Um, but but it's like her work seems to dovetail very much with the work that you've been doing with the Boss Network over the years. Yeah. Before we bring her in, go a little bit deeper into this ability to have an idea, have a thought. And then being able to empower others yeah. to bring that thought into reality. Yeah. You know, Alfred, and I, I love that this show concept really builds on faith and God, because, you know, for me as a believer, everything starts there. That is the foundation. And I believe that God places, you know, these visions and these dreams in our hearts for purpose, because these are the things that he wants us to manifest to actually build up his kingdom. And so for me, you know, 15 years ago, just being laid off work, you know, I had a career that I was very excited about. You know, I worked in Chicago Public Schools. Many of you all that know me know that. And it was a very empowering job. You know, it was very impactful, the work that I did here in Chicago. And I got laid off. 
And so I feel like a lot of times, you know, that's that test of your faith, right? What's next? And so God, I put this vision in my heart to go into entrepreneurship. And back then, you know, I did not know a lot of black female entrepreneurs, you know? And so I was kind of like, okay, how do I make this happen? I really was trying to build my own business, um, but talking to different people who were in business from just relationship connections and from referrals, um, I really saw how this could work for myself. But one of the things that was important to me was, okay, if I'm going to do this and I'm learning and growing in this capacity as an entrepreneur, how can I actually share that information with other Black women, right? Because as an educator, as an adult learner, as a person who's you know a servant leader, that's always been my vision. Whatever I learn, whatever God has placed in my heart, I want to be able to share that you know, with those around me who can be impacted by it. And so that was a faith walk. And so through me building my own business, God gave me this vision to launch the Boss Network. And, you know, today we empower over 200,000 women, you know, internationally. And it all starts with a vision. It all starts with a vision. And God will give you the tools and the resources and the people, right? Like you and D. Marshall have been mentors of mine since pretty much day one, right? He will give you everything that you need to manifest that vision into reality. So absolutely. Well, again, we have the perfect guest for this conversation. Yes. Um, it's another sister of yours in the vineyard, I would say, in terms of the That's type right. of work that you do. Please listen, guys. We're work welcoming to the show faith-based speaker, coach, entrepreneur. I've been following her on so on the socials for a long time. I'm a big fan of hers. Yes. Tara, me, Tara Carissa Hodges, who has been building her empowerment empire since 2006. She's coached over 10,000 women in over 25 countries. She's spoken on over 100 platforms throughout the U.S., Europe, Canada, the Caribbean, and Africa. I think we hit every continent but Asia, but maybe <laughs> we just missed something. And I mean, in her business, it's focused on empowering people, personality, and brands through multiple forms, including media, online teachings, coachings, ebook conferences, and more. I don't know how you find time to do it. But I know you're doing it. Please welcome <laughs> to the show, Tara Carissa Hodges. Thank you for joining us and blessing us with your presence. Oh, well, thank you for having me. To God be the glory. And there's one continent I have not been on, but I will be there next year. And that is Antarctica. Oh, Antarctica. Come on. All right. <laughs> boss to me. <laughs> I got, I'm going to definitely pick your brain after you come back from that. Because I've never been to Antarctica. That's going yes. so, so, you know, Tara, you, you have been... In this space, you started your, your empowerment empire in 2006. Um, talk to me about your journey, first of all, to 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 getting to starting this this purposeful movement, if you will, in this space, um, helping faith-based professionals get unstuck. Tell me this, the journey and your story in your own words. What brought you to this purpose and this vision in your own life? Well, thank you so very much for having me once again. Uh, truly, what you know, brought me here is the vision that God gave me for my life and what I call my purpose work. Uh, when I graduated undergraduate uh, in 2005 from Florida A&M University, I immediately moved to Atlanta and began working in the corporate space. But I've known since I was a teen that I was called to faith empowerment, to preaching, to teaching. Mm -hmm. And I began that journey, became licensed uh, in ministry in 2006. However, I stayed in corporate America until 2009 when I launched 
the ministry that God gave me full time. In 2014, I looked back around to corporate. I just felt led to go back into that space. When I got into ministry full time in 2009, I did not stop working in the marketplace. I launched my own business, which gave me a lot more freedom. And it gave me the opportunity to continue in my education uh, because I went on, of course, get a master's and beyond. But really, when I would get done preaching all around the globe, women would walk up to me and, you know, just pour their hearts out um, and really express an interest in wanting to connect on a deeper level. And so from there, I began uh, life coaching. Okay, and at this point, it's no longer one-on-ones. I cannot do a lot of one-on-ones nowadays. To God be the glory, the ministry has exploded in a great way. So I do a lot of group coaching. And then around 2015, 2016, I, I really began to polish it up a little bit more. And I took it from just group coaching. I took it back to corporate roots. And I began to not only coach women in the church, but women who are faith-based also in the marketplace. And so that is how the journey has been for me, is recognizing a need and understanding that there's always room for faith. There's room for faith in Hollywood. I coach so many celebrities privately that I will never, ever expose. This is who I speak to. And so if you were to go to my Instagram page, you will see that Anita Baker pulled me up on uh, behind the stage a few years ago. And had she um, never announced that she listens in to my coachings and teachings, I never would have told it. And so God has truly made space for me. Uh, and I am grateful for that because I truly believe that your gift will make room for you. That's right. That's right. You said, man, you said a mouthful right there. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, again, I, I'm, I just wanted to hear you and Kamika chop it up because again, I've been following your journey by social media for a long time. Um, I've known Kamika since she started the Boston Network. You know, Kamika, I mean, when you when you hear Tara's story, what is it that you'd like to know about, about her journey and her vision and her mission? Because again, I see a lot of, there's many things that are different about your journeys, but there's a lot of key things that are in common. Absolutely. And so it's this beautiful thing, right, for me, um, doing this work for so long, one of the things that was important to me in the beginning was just knowing who all of the amazing Black women leaders were. And so I just went to Tara's page. And of course, I'm already following her. <laughs> but like her, you know, things have changed, right? So we follow so many people, you don't get to see and engage with as many people as you used to back when it was a little bit uh, simpler and, and you were following less people. Mm -hmm. But what I'm very much impressed by is, you know, being able to hear that calling from God and being able to walk in that vision and being able to lead others in that vision. So I'm very interested in Tara, when you meet women, I know a lot of times the question I get from a lot of women is how do you find your purpose, right? That's the big question that a lot of people have. And so I'm interested to know how do you lead them to finding that purpose? You know what? I help them tap into their pain because I truly believe mm. um, that God does not waste pain. And mm. I believe that mm. your pain identifies your purpose. And from a Christian perspective, we are not sent here to live a perfect life. We are sent here to live a purposeful life. And I think what trips up so many people is they believe that they should have come from a two-parent household or they should have had the perfect marriage or they should have, you know, had the most wonderful finances for their entire life. Um, and that's just not reality. That is not the globe. That's not the world that God has sent us to occupy. He sent us here like Jesus to go on an assignment that would purposely cause pain, but out of that pain would 
out of pain would be purpose. Purpose would be produced. And yeah. so when women ask me, well, how do I identify my purpose? I ask them, what has caused you the most pain? Ooh. Because Ooh. in your pain, you're going to be able to identify what yeah. you've been through, how you got there and how you came out. And then you're now tasked to teach that. That is your purpose. Now, you don't have to jump in a pulpit to teach. You can write a book. You can start a mentorship group for young girls. But that is your assignment and that is your purpose. Mm, that's a whole entire word. We knew this is. was going to happen. This is why we invited you. <laughs> listen, guys, you're listening to Be Listed Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We're here with the amazing Tara Carissa Hodges. Uh, we already talked about purpose and pain and the walk of Jesus. Yeah. We know having the right conversation in the right place at the right time. Listen, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. It's the perfect nine minutes and 58 seconds. That's all right. right. This Ooh, is that's, this that's D Marshall territory. Now I'm rolling. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how D does it. Let's not stop the roll. Okay, I'm hold on gonna, a second. Uh-huh. Right. You good? Are you good, Tara? Yes. Uh-huh. Are you good, uh, Kamika? I'm good. Yeah, I want to definitely go back to that purpose and that pain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was so, right um, there. Just yeah. count us in, Kamika, and then just, you know, say we're back with Be Lifted Up and keep the conversation going. Five, four, three, two, one. We are back with Be Lifted Up, and we're so excited to have Tara Carissa Hodges with us today. She is an amazing woman of faith, a woman of God, and she's leading women to their purpose. Um. Tara, one of the things you talked about was purpose and pain being connected. And, um, you know, I, I identify with that so much because, you know, pain and, you know, can show up in so many different ways. Right. So for me, you know, that pain early on was losing my job. Right. So what's the next step? Right. But as I have elevated, as I've grown, we know new level, you know, new devil, as they say, and all these other things that come along with leadership. Um, and just recently I lost my mom. And I share that because it has been a very painful season for me. Um, but what God has shown me in this season is that there's still purpose for me and that through my pain, I'm inspiring others. I'm showing people how to walk in faith because, you know, it looks wonderful on social media. You know, all the pictures, all the successes, all the things that we have, all the wins, but people rarely talk about the losses and how those losses actually build you up and what God has purpose for you. And so I'm very interested to know you know, how you identify, help people identify that pain that they're going through and so how to walk into that purpose instead of letting it consume them because that is much very easy to be consumed by that pain. Well, that is an excellent question. And what I can tell you is that before you jump into your purpose, you do need to jump into healing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that because how can you lead someone to a healthy space and place if you have not yet taken that journey? And so your purpose is birthed when you begin to identify, well, what is healing for you? And so you might say, well, what's therapeutic for me is journaling or what's therapeutic for me is traveling or what's therapeutic for me is painting. Okay, go on that journey and heal. And when you get to your space and place where you are healthy, not perfect, but healthy, that is a space and place that you can begin to teach others from because you literally can walk them through step-by-step step what your journey was from going from hurting to now well. And so that's step number one is you need to get into a place of healing. And oftentimes we don't heal because we're too busy trying to act like being well is the only appropriate mm. space and place to be in as a Christian. Right. 
Okay. Uh, And this is why I really encourage the body of Christ. When you go through something major in your life, a divorce, a death, don't just go to the altar, go to therapy. Yes. Because at the altar, there may be a preacher who's anointed, but not appointed. What do I mean? He's anointed to preach the gospel, he or she, but they're not appointed to treat the wound. You got to catch that revelation. So you got to be a doctor to treat the wound. You understand? Mm -hmm. We even see this in scripture. Okay. The woman with the issue of blood is recorded in more than one gospel, but Luke gives the most thorough version of the woman's testimony. Why? Because he was a physician. So he could describe Mm. her illness in a perspective that no other author in the Bible could write about her condition because he had wisdom, insight, education, and knowledge. Yeah. Okay. And so go get well and understand that God gives us the space and the place to get well. If we are not careful, the church will act like you need to get hit by a truck today and up in the pulpit preaching, leading congregation tomorrow. And that is simply not so. When we look at the life and death of Moses, God told the children of Israel after Moses died, I'm giving you 30 days to mourn. Even God mm-hmm. respects mourning. Yes, Even God respects sitting it out. Even God respects mm-hmm. taking time to get well. So don't allow anybody to rush you and tell you, girl, listen, you need to be over that divorce today. No, you need to take your time and heal. Right. You know, this is, obviously I knew it was going to be very, very powerful. Yeah. So we talk about the transition to finding your purpose is um, being honest and authentic about your pain and seeking your purpose in that pain, but also seeking healing in that pain. Mm. One of the things that I've learned through personal experience yeah. is that it's hard to find the healing, one, if you don't even admit to the pain, yeah. and two, if you think because you're a, a quote-unquote good Christian, you shouldn't have to experience the pain. Right. But then we say, we following the example of Jesus, and every human experience including mm-hmm. the negative ones that we think we don't we shouldn't have to experience he experienced on our behalf he was betrayed he was let down he was lied on he was unjustly convicted and, and i remember having a revelation during the pandemic i was like if i say that if i want this walk toward purpose yeah i can't say i, I don't want the the christ experience mm-hmm. yeah. when he experienced that as a totally innocent mm-hmm. and i'm not innocent <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow I think, oh, well, I'm a good Christian, so I shouldn't have to experience that. And I just think that's an important acknowledgement that has to be made before you can, again, ex- uh, work through your pain, heal from your pain, and then begin to find purpose. I mean, w- what's your take on that? There is not enough anointing in this world to help you escape pain. In mm. fact, the more anointed you are, the more pain you are going to go through. And we have to accept that we must pick up our cross and follow him. The Bible tells us that. And so if we're guilty overall, not all, but overall as the church, we're guilty of convincing the saints that if you are saved enough, if you're holy enough, if you're anointed enough, if you do this enough, you can escape pain. And I stopped by to tell somebody that you will never escape pain in this life. Now, pain does not have to dominate your life. Mm-hmm. Even suffering eventually came to an end for Job. It eventually came to an end for Joseph. It eventually came to an end for Jesus. But understand your through is designed to get you into. And in fact, your pain is necessary because mm-hmm. I believe everybody listening in could testify that had it not been for your painful season, mm-hmm. you probably would not be able to identify your loyal friends. You probably would not be able to identify the difference between family members and relatives. I'm preaching better than what somebody's saying. Yes, ma'am. 
Listen, yeah. and so pain is necessary. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sarah, I mean, you know, you you are just giving the people a word and, and I, I love the part you talk about healing. So I feel like in our society, you know, just social media and just everything that we have, it, it really forces us to kind of create, create, curate these lives that seem so perfect. And so we only want to showcase certain things. And so even when we go through pain and we have these losses, we feel like it's immediate for us to get over it and move past it, right? But that is how you build relationship. I feel like for my relationship with God, it's been through those tough times that I've had to get on my knees, you know, and fall to go back to him for my source. Because sometimes we we get to moving and we're being productive or busy, as we say, and we, we know who the source is, but we're kind of operating in our own way. And so these are just reminders to kind of bring us back to we need him as our source at all times. So I love that you talked about that healing aspect because that has been my experience. My mother was a minister. So, you know, she, one of the things she, from as an early Christian, I learned, you know, I was, you know, you how you in church and you hear like, oh, once you accept God fully, be prepared for all the things that are going to come with that. It's going to be horrible. And I'm just like, well, that don't make me want to draw near, you know? So I was like afraid. And my pastor, my mom, they share with me, the trials and tribulations are going to happen anyway. But when you know God, now you have a source of how to deal with that pain and how to grow through that pain. And that is what saved me because I realized religion, faith, God, all these things are a part of who we are. But when we actually accept what that comes with, it allows us to be able to walk through it and have a source to help keep us on solid ground. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. If it's okay, I want to backtrack a little bit because I feel led to add clarity. Yes, people put their highlights on social media. Very few people put their losses on social media. And this may surprise you, but to a degree, I agree with that. I don't think that you need to share your wound until you've already won. Let me explain what I mean. When you get sick, or if you've ever been sick, okay, your next destination should be the hospital Mm. and you heal there and you heal there in privacy, which is why we have HIPAA laws. Mm. And then when you come out, then you can tell the world what you dealt with, but you've overcome. That's right. The problem with telling people what you're going through while you're going through Mm. is because there are people who might surround you who want to keep you in that throat. And so you have to operate in wisdom. And you have to understand that when you cross over now, this is what the Bible says, we overcome by the word of their testimony. Yes, tell your story. Prime example, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome at the age of 16. Mm -hmm. You know anything about that? You have very, very painful periods. God did heal me, although there are no um, cures. Uh, There are natural cures. You can change a diet in my early 20s. But God told me to hold on to that testimony and not to share that testimony publicly until I had already birthed my children. Mm. I released that testimony about two weeks ago because I've given birth on my mom now, you see. And so there's nothing wrong with telling your story after you won, but you must be discerning about telling your story as you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yo, listen, this get out of the water so first. Exciting. Don't bleed in the water. Bleeding in the water will attract sharks. Ooh. Yes. Come listen, it's yeah. so powerful. We're, we're reaching another break. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. When we get back, I want to take us now. We have now gotten the vision for what we think our purpose is. How? What are the things that we should be thinking about as we go from vision, from the idea, to actual reality? This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Emmett Jr. with Kamika Smith. 
and Tara Carissa Hodges. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Back to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We are getting fed to overflow by our guest today, Tara Carissa Hodges, a powerful faith-based speaker, coach, entrepreneur. And, and Tara, I, I, would, I really want to jump into kind of the meat of the topic of the show today, which mm-hmm. is turning thoughts into reality, um, turning vision to an actual execution of that vision, uh, obviously tied to the purpose drawn from what we learned from our pain experiences that we talked about earlier in the show. But again, you're coaching women in groups, you're coaching people all around the world. And I know a lot of it is people who feel stuck. And people of faith, we feel we get funny when we when we want to when we realize we're stuck, but we feel like we shouldn't either say it or we shouldn't be stuck. Um, especially if you've already experienced a certain degree of success. Um, those are usually people who are hardest to admit that they're having a challenge in this, you know, vision to reality space. So talk to me about what you've seen, what you experienced, and what you advise to people who they have a vision or they feel like they found their purpose, but now they got to get to that next step, which is the faith walk it takes to bring it to reality. Number one, prayer. You have to pray. You have to pray. Prayer is not just talking to God, but it is sitting still and hearing from God. Mm -hmm. Because in the social media age that we live in, you can get an idea that's good, but not God. Mm -hmm. But when you quiet your spirit and you pray, you're literally listening out for what God is speaking to your spirit. Now, God is going to speak. When he speaks, write the vision, make it plain so they that see it can run with it. Write it down. When you write it down, break it down. When you break it down, set a date. Don't just say, I am going to research publishers for my book. Say, I am going to research publishers for my book by July 31st, and I will have three to choose from by August 15th, (laughs) making a final decision by August 30th. Put a date to what it is you're trying to achieve. Then get an accountability partner, not a friend, not someone who's going to let you off the hook lightly, but someone who is going to hold your feet to the fire to say, hey, did you do that? Now, what's going to keep you going is knowing your why. And when you are truly passionate about why you're doing something, you're not just doing it to keep up with somebody, but you're doing it because you know it's your assignment. That is what is going to keep you going. Now you reference the word stuck. I warn people to be careful what you call a thing. Are you stuck or are you in place building your strength? Mm. 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 Because it's how you see a thing that is either going to encourage you or overwhelm you. And so if you will rename what you're looking at, you will feel encouraged by the stillness instead of defeated by it. You know, one of the, again, another whole word, um, but again, raised in the church, you know, been praying and all my, you know, all my life being a again, quote, quote, good Christian. 
And I have to admit, it's been in more my more recent years, my more recent maturation, that I started taking more seriously the listening part of praying mm-hmm. and not just the talking part. I mean, when you're raised in the church, you know how to pray. You, know, you got mm-hmm. all the language, all the scriptural references, mm-hmm. you're on your knees. I'm in my prayer corner and I'm, I think I am just, and I have to say during the pandemic in particular, but even before that, let me back up a little bit, um, that, that the late actor, Larry Hagman, I read that he used to have these days where he would go 24 hours without speaking at all. Mm-hmm. That, that, he, that it was like a practice of his, that he would pick a certain mm-hmm. amount of days a year and his, everybody around him knew he's not going to utter a word today. And during the pandemic, I started doing it maybe 10 years ago when I first read about it. But during the pandemic, when I obviously spent a lot of time in isolation, yeah. it was easier to practice it. And then I had a revelation. I was like, it's not just about being silent, just to be silent. What are you listening for? Mm-hmm. And, and so the idea of listening for God and not just talking to God yeah. and, and, you know, listening for an answer. And sometimes that answer is not going to come immediately after you ask the question. That, that took on real meaning for me in terms of, deciding what my purpose should be in a, in, in a given at a given time or stage of my life. So I, you know, I really like to, for you to lean into more this idea that, especially for us Christians, we do a lot of talking. We're good at praying. We're good at praising. We're good at what's coming out of our mouth. Right. I don't know if we're all that good about the listening and the receiving part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would agree with you because if we're not you know, talking about our problem, we are praying. And like you said, we are really just giving it all to God. And we should. There's mm-hmm. space and place to lay all your problems at the altar, lay all your problems at his feet. But when you do that, you've got to get quiet to hear. Yeah. What is he saying? Because the solution is going to be found in your silence, not in your talking. If the solution was going to be found in your talking to God, you would have the solution by the end of talking to Kim. All right. Mm-hmm. So you've got to discipline yourself and say, you know what? I am going to be quiet. What does that mean? Once I lay this situation at his feet, I'm no longer going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm going to say, God, open my eyes, open my ears to hear your solution. Because God speaks differently. God mm-hmm. might show you a billboard that speaks a word to your situation. You mm-hmm. might see something on TV. He might drop something in your spirit. You might have a dream. But you've got to leave space and place for God to speak. Yeah. Tara, I have a question. Sure. You know, for, those, for those listeners who are, you know, maybe not as seasoned in their faith walk as, you know, you, Alfred and I, right? Maybe they're just new to their relationship with God um, and they're trying to, you know, figure this thing out in a world that is so noisy. How do you know the voice of God? Great question. You know the voice of God by knowing the word of God. So mm. if you are new to faith, Get to know God by reading all about him. Read the Bible, read the word. Because one thing about God is he is never going to violate what has already been written. But how do you know what is written if you don't read? In Matthew 4, every single time the serpent approached Jesus with the word, Jesus will reply back, it is written. And and he already knew that that wasn't God because he was Jesus. But that's how you're going to know, is this God? Is this my imagination or is this the devil? I tell people there are three voices that are always speaking, God, your flesh, and the devil. But it is going to require you to know the word to know which one is speaking. The devil is never going to give you the word in context. The Bible tells you that your flesh will always be at enmity with God. But how do you know what word is that enmity with God if you don't know the word? That's right. 
That is the most simplest way I've ever heard it being put. But that makes so much sense, you know, because the Bible even talks about like God, his word would not go void. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to confirm his word through you. And so when you know the word of God, you know, you know how he speaks to you through that word, then you that's how you confirm it. So I I love that you share that. And that's how you can bind up false words and not be led astray. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and again, I'll go back to again. I know, Kamika, I I feel you speaking for the quote unquote new um, person, new on their faith walk. But I'll speak to someone again who was raised in it, and we can be very comfortable with the fact that they read, we read it every day. I mean, I've been reading the Bible every day since I was in junior high school. And again, it was only in these last maybe decade that I began to discern the difference between reading it mm-hmm. and studying it. Absolutely. Because I, you know, now I, I read for study because you can't read the Bible. There's just infinite amount of revelation. You never get all of it, no matter how many times you've read it. And I just, you know, remember how uh, maybe overconfident, I won't say arrogant, but certainly overconfident about this idea. Oh, I read the Bible every day. Mm -hmm. I read the Bible every day. Mm -hmm. But if you're not studying it, to your point, um, Tara, you're not really going to be able to discern the voice of God Mm -hmm. all the other voices in your head. Absolutely. Um, And so it's a difference between reading and learning. mm -hmm. Okay. Are you reading or are you learning? And so I highly recommend study Bible. I highly recommend uh, devotional Bibles. You know, there are so many Bibles out there that you can read, you know, that can really break down what words mean, uh, the historical value of what was going on at the time, how that word fits into context. And so don't just read, learn. You know, again, continue to be powerful. We are having this conversation, everybody about turning thoughts into reality. And we just learned another important step, discern Mm -hmm. the word of God. You can't discern the word of God unless you're listening for him Mm -hmm. and you're reading to hear what he already told you, what he says in the good book about what we should, what is the right way to go. So we could, again, discern his voice Mm -hmm. from our own voices, the enemy's voice, all the other voices in our head that's coming from so many places, social media, television, music, again just powerful we're talking about turning thoughts into reality and we have an amazing guest today and she has been speaking to our souls and our spirits uh this is tara carissa hodges so um i thought about something like the elders said you know study to show yourself approved um from that last conversation that we had and so i know one of the uh, one of the conversations we were talking about earlier was you know how do we help people to pursue their possibilities um, to be encouraged by the thoughts and the things that God has placed in our minds. What is your, I guess, process or steps to pursuing those possibilities? Know that you can. Mm. You have to have that belief in God and then belief in yourself. You got to get rid of self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. And I teach affirmation classes throughout the year and they sell out every single time. Why? Because people are hungry for believing in themselves. They want to believe in themselves. They want to believe that the good life is still waiting on them, no matter how old they are, no matter what mistakes they believe that they've made. And so when you begin to transform what you believe about yourself and you begin to transform what you believe you're worthy of, that is how you begin to tap into the possibilities of Mm -hmm. what you can achieve. Self-belief is so important. You've Mm -hmm. got to see yourself the way that God sees you, the way that God saw you when he introduced you into the earth. 
-hmm. You know, that's so powerful because, and I, and I still experience it, you know, people on the outside, my friends, my family, they look and they say, oh, look at all he's accomplished. Look at all he's done. Look at where he's been. But I still wrestle with when I get the assignment, wanting to tell God, no, I don't think you don't want me to do that. That's not. And when we look at, you know, in the Bible, whether it was Jonah or even Moses, when they first got the assignment, it was like, no, nah, you, you, mm -hmm. you don't want me. And and I, I, I used to think that someday I would reach a, a stage in an age of maturation when that wouldn't be my reaction, when God mm -hmm. told me, this is what you need to be doing next. And I'm looking around and I'm like, really me? I don't, that's not what I do. That's not what you, and this idea of being able to trust God, you know, you, you know everybody says walk by faith and not by sight, but we all will look around and decide that we don't see what we need to see to do what we're being asked to do right. and at least hesitate. Um, and, and, and too often not, take the assignment because we decided in our own logical minds, our rational minds that, no, this is not, this can't be what he really means. I, I, I think I'd like to understand or get your point of view. Often that mindset comes from the most accomplished people, you know, people who have achieved a lot, people who have fulfilled past assignments and they begin to think, I really know what assignment's mine and what's not. So if I have any doubts, um, I have enough experience to know that I should back away from it. I mean, even again, my work at Black Enterprise, kind of the hardest people to teach are the most accomplished people in our audience, not, mm -hmm. not the people who are just getting started in their careers or in their businesses, mm -hmm. because the ones that have accomplishments begin to think, you know, they can't be taught anything. Mm -hmm. Just talk to me about that, that ability to help people get past their deciding for themselves that they're not ready for something versus trusting what God says they need to be doing. Mm -hmm. That is a wonderful question. And Again, a wonderful affirmation to speak is I am open to everything God is showing me. Yeah. And you got to say it until you believe it and mm -hmm. understand that God is never going to give you an assignment that you can do without him. Mm -hmm. Never. You spoke about with all of your accomplishments, you still have doubt. I think that's beautiful. It reminds me of Apostle Paul when he said three times I asked the Lord to remove this thorn from my flesh, but he did not. Why? because he's trying to keep me humble. Apostle Paul tells you why. And so very often, no matter how much you accomplish, when you are a child of God and you're truly seeking God, he's never going to allow you to get so comfortable that you become cocky and think, I got this. Because the second you say, I got this, guess what? That means that you're not leaning and depending on God. And God has never desired that we be independent of him. So the bigger the vision, the more afraid you are, the more you're going to lean and depend on God. And that's how you will know that that assignment is godly. And that assignment has your name written all over it, no matter how afraid you are to go after it. Sarah, one of the most biggest blessings and revelations of the last, I would say, and I'm someone who's serious, serious about therapy. I have a standing appointment with my therapist every week. Um, you know, it's the best thing I ever did. But I, I now know that I am prone to morning anxiety, that no matter how my life is going, everything could be going just right. But usually when I wake up first thing in the morning, I feel like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? With, with no logical support for it, other than it's just the way I guess I'm psychologically, biologically wired for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But it now becomes my trigger to go straight to my prayer corner when I get up in the morning. 
Absolutely. Like not go get coffee, not go yeah. check my social media. But the anxiety is that thorn that you just mentioned that says, you know who you need, you know who you're relying on. Mm-hmm. And th- that reminder is actually what comforts me. You're right. I should be anxious, but I know where to go to deal with that anxiety. Absolutely. So my whole prayer life got improved when I stopped looking at anxiety as something to quote unquote get away from or get over and more to say, this is my daily morning reminder. That's God knocking at your door. Yes. Hey, come visit me. Yes, you can't do this without me, mm-hmm. but you can do anything with me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm interested, you know, Tara, you, you, I mean, we know what you have accomplished over the last almost two decades with empowering women and, and, and leading women to God. And, you know, I'm interested to know, like, how was that birthing you? You know, what was that thing that God placed in your heart that you said, this is, I can't run from this. This is what I need to be doing. Well, first of all, I'm giggling because I just turned 40. So to hear you say I've been doing this for two decades and that is the truth. I'm I'm realizing just how old I am. I just turned 40. (laughs) Um, You know, what made me is just a desire in my spirit to see the world and in particular women well. You know, there's a lot of men that follow the ministry, support the ministry. Alfred, you're one of them. And I praise God for you guys. But my core, my passion is to see women thrive. And that is something that I would do if I hit the lottery tomorrow. I would not stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, It is my passion. It is my heart's desire. It is my purpose. Um, And so that's what really fires me up and keeps me going. That is something I've had since I was a child. You know, I was the daughter, the child, like, why is there a difference between men and women? You know, it should be a double standard. You understand? I, I, I was just, I've always been that type of person. And this is why I tell people that the Bible verse that many are called, few are chosen is very mm-hmm. real. There are a lot of people uh, that <laughs> uh, are on the path because they decided to go. They chose themselves. Mm-hmm. But when God has chosen you, that is something that has been in you since birth. That is something in you that you couldn't shake if you wanted to shake. I couldn't be silent on some issues if I wanted to. It's just not in my DNA. Yeah. Listen, before we run out of time, you know, again, with every guest on this show, there's always more to that you have to give than we have time. I'm like, I want to continue this conversation. I know, I know. (laughs) But I definitely want our audience to be able to know where to get more from you, Tara. Um, I mean, again, I follow you on social, so I know, you know, people definitely to follow you um, on social media, but what's the best way for people to continue to, to get word from you, to get resources from you, to get advice from you, and just, and just to really to, to be blessed by you? Thank you so very much. You can always go to my website, Tara, T-E-R-A, Carissa, C-A-R-I-S-S-A.com. If you want to hear live empowerment messages from me three to four times a week, you can text live to 833-677. 0216. Um, and then also I encourage all of the women uh, to go to my website, www.successbullying.us. Mm-hmm. I say it this way, successbullying.us. Very powerful resources for women. You've had to come up against lies and rumor and slander and people are hating you for no good reason other than you are blessed and highly favored. Mm. So you can connect with me on those websites. There are links to my social media uh, pages from there. And thank you so very much again for having me. Listen, before we let you go, you know, again, we've been talking about vision to reality, 
people only remember the last thing you said on this topic. And they're on this path to trying to convert this idea, this feeling, this thought that's in their head to an actual reality. And they don't know how they're going to do it. What's the one thing they should carry away from our conversation today? Be ye doers of the word. Mm. You got to do what you're sensing in your spirit. You've got to do what you've written down. You've got to do what God has said, do. You can't just be a hearer of the word. The Bible says you must be a doer. Mm. It's time to start getting to work. You know, Kamika, that's the word because I, you know, I tell people, you don't get confidence and then you get take action. Taking the action is what gets you the confidence. the confidence. Mm -hmm. And so Absolutely. too often we're saying, I'm just waiting to build up my courage, build up my courage. But if you're idle, it never gets built up. It's the action that 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 makes it happen. Again, faith and works. Listen, Tara, I am so glad that we had this conversation. I'm glad to have it with you and Kamika. Um, I'm looking forward to our past crossing face-to-face -face for yeah. the first time when that happens. Uh, but thank you for being our guest on Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Dr. Kamika Smith here. I'm so honored to be a co-host with the Alfred Edmund. I call him the <laughs> Alfred Edmund Jr. with Be Lifted Up and um, in, in place of D. Marshall. Cannot fill those shoes, but I'm honored to be able to be here. Our guest today, Tara Carissa Hodges, has blessed us so much. And one of the things that really stood out to me was, you know, that affirmation. I'm open and equipped to everything that God is showing me, right? And then be doers of the word, right? So if you can lean into those two things, I think that you're on the right path and there's nothing that you can't accomplish in this life. So what a blessing. You know, I mean, I agree with you, Kamika. I mean, this whole idea of being open. And again, I'm not talking, I'm talking about this as someone who is still learning to really integrate it. Am I really open? When I say I'm willing to do anything that I'm asked by God to do and when yeah. I'm willing to go anywhere he tells me to go and then I you know I always have to like work on that when I'm saying I'm open that means I got to be totally open to everything I think that's very very powerful and of course you and I have always believed that it's all about the action it's all about execution that's right um, anybody can have good ideas but it's the execution that makes it work mm -hmm. so um you know I'm just so glad Tara Carissa Hodges really blessed us today with this show and, uh, and I'm glad our audience has a way to follow up with her. But listen, if you want to catch other episodes of this show, hear repeats of this show, go to BeLiftedUpRadio.com. Follow us on social at BeLiftedUpRadio. That's B, the letter E, excuse me, the letter B, <laughs> Lifted Up Radio on all social platforms, especially Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. I'm here with my co-host for today, Kamika Smith, filling in for D.C. Marshall. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.